three, two, one. Best advice I can give you, start drinking heavily. You're listening to the Four Takes and Fuel podcast with Alex, Ethan, Chance, and Colton. Welcome back to an episode of Four Takes and Fuel, guys. My name's Alex. Ethan. I'm Colton. Austin. And uh, we have a great driver. We're keeping on our streak of uh, one junior driver a month, and we are excited to have Mr. Colin Stewart. Um, he's uh, from about an hour and a half north of us. So Louisiana guy, kind of a hometown guy. We always racing with him uh, and racing around him. So we're excited to have him on. But before we get into it, here's a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a high-quality, more affordable clothing brand for you and your race team? Look no further than Sublimited. That's S-U-B-L-M-T-D. As they offer crew shirts, hoodies, racing jackets, leather and fabric, full-body racing suits, and much more. Fully customizable kart suits start at $4.99, as well as fully customizable SFI 5 racing suits start at only $9.99. For more information, contact Laura Pender at 601-934-4073, where you can find them online at sublimatedapparel.com or on Facebook. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that we at Four Takes and Fuel sent you. All right, boys. So, uh, another week, episode 68, sitting down, podcast, podcast time. How was the weekend, fellas? Yeah, how was the weekend, guys? Pretty chill. Um, yeah, I did. I don't even remember what I did, uh... to be honest. Did oh, we do oh, anything? Cook off, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, yeah, yeah, did the chili cook off. Yeah, that was actually pretty we fun. Were... Man, like it was such a great time. We did so well that they couldn't even place us in any category. Like we did so good that they couldn't even put us. They disqualified y'all for being so good. Yeah, Damn. we we got DQ'd for being so good. <laughs> Damn. Well, it was I, looking uh... strong. We got a lot of compliments, and, and there was a lot of tickets in our bucket. But apparently, someone out ticketed us, and someone out complimented somebody else. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Hate I'm not going to say that it was rigged because you know my mother-in-law. Didn't even place, you know, but uh, in law, hold on, in law, dude. Pretty much, I mean, yeah, essentially, I mean, it's 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 a done deal, it's it's a sign seal delivered. But listen, I I swear to give a shit, I swear to give a shit. I mean, the the second part of the delivery will will be happening, so (laughs) the first part of delivery is going to come out February, and the ring's coming right after the baby comes out, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) push present. Oh, push present is going to be that damn Kia. Wow. There you go. Push Come present, on. Mother's Day, Christmas. Valentine's Day, the whole nine yards. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Dude, I'm really hoping. Whatever the term on the payment is, that's what the present is. For the yeah. next X amount of months. Yes. Hey, baby, here's um, your next present. So, uh, man, it's either going to be Mardi Gras Day or Valentine's Day, and I'm really hoping for either core because I get out of – uh, the Valentine's Day gift is going to be is going to be, of course, the car. But Mardi Gras Day, somebody is going to have to pull up with a Mardi Gras king cake, and I just have to get the baby. You know, it's it's just got to happen. Yeah. Well, listen, I'll be there for I'll be I'll be back for Mardi Gras. Well, or or I don't I don't want y'all to come hang out at the hospital, but somebody can drop me off with that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll come drop you off a. We'll come drop you one off. Uh, oh, just, what I call that thing this weekend? A protein shake. A protein yeah. shake, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of them. Being a colada. You, hey, you right? want that in a gallon jug or what? You want one of gallon size protein shakes? It's yeah, a, I could just you put it in a swap. in a Yeti cup. 
It's it's mass building season. Yeah, baby, you need that gallon. Yeah, I can uh, I can put I can put a gallon in a swaddle blanket. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, so I know fellas. what I did this weekend. I know what I did this weekend. Yeah. Hmm. I watched uh I watched um LSU um have pretty good offense and then Alabama it was crazy. Um they LSU didn't have a defense on the field, dude. It was like they just lined up and they just they ran them whatever, they ran whatever play they wanted and it's like there was nobody defending. It was Aggie sucked too, so. Like it was Oh, y'all screwed yourselves. <laughs> y'all y'all should have won that game. Y'all missed like a 36-yard field goal to tie it for overtime. Yeah. But no, man, it was wild. It's like LSU's defense stayed on the plane. Never got off. Never even went into T-Town. You know what I thought was weird, though? What? Milrow and Daniels had the same amount of yardage, but Daniels had two touchdowns and one interception. Milrow had like four rushing touchdowns. And there was only one difference in completions. Daniels went like fifteen for twenty-four or something, and Milrow went like fifteen for twenty-three. And 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 there was one targeting difference. I mean, I mean, we're just you know, we're just gonna say that. I mean, uh, yeah, I, mean, uh, I sincerely thought that was his job. D- Daniels got targeted. Milrow didn't. I mean, <laughs> maybe right, we should so, start so knocking anyway, heads. Anyway, <laughs> hey, listen, let's get off the football for a topic for, for a second here, okay. Alex, I know you watched it. Austin, I don't know if you did. Colton, I don't know if you did. Um, that truck race Friday night was embarrassing. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That was kind of funny what Corey did to uh, Oh, it, you know, it was it was 100% hilarious, but it was pathetic. I, I mean, thought, what, I what thought... I've said for a long time, that the truck race is the new ARCA series, yeah. proved itself this is Friday funny. night. I it's... thought Ben was done when he smoked zane i thought he was done for but congratulations out to ben Rhodes, a former carter that we've all been at the racetrack with before whether it was batesville or somewhere else but really cool to see a dirt carter you know win his second truck championship yeah i'll tell you what was cool um watching cole custer keep his composure dropping back to like fifth and then wheeling that thing gap ties him to the championship. Yeah. I didn't watch the truck race, but I did watch the Xfinity race. Xfinity race and, was good. Uh, the the very the the very last three laps were amazing to watch. Oh one hundred. The Xfinity you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did not get a chance to watch the Xfinity race. Oh, Xfinity, the, one the Xfinity race was was amazing. Really? <clears throat> it always is. I mean it's the best race of the weekend to be let's be yes. honest. Um and then of course of course Sunday. Sunday happens. Um, no, so really, tell me, really, tell me though, tell me, are you pushing that hard if you're Blaney? Okay, but, but before we get there, before we get there, oh, true, super, super, super bad luck. Really feel for him, Christopher yeah. Bell. Blew something out of his control. Blue blows a brake rotor. Yep. I like mean, that... I think that's the first time a Toyota's ever done that. Because um... Gregson did it at Milwaukee this year. Harvick did it in a Ford last year at Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Someone else did it this uh Ford a Ford did it this year. Who did it this year? But it was the first time a Toyota's ever done it. Yeah, I think you're right. I thought like Logano blew one this year. Maybe. He might have. Yeah, maybe. But it's but, just it's wild to me that that was the only car that had those issues. So it makes me think: yes. were they trying to push? Were they doing something? Right. Were they moving air ducts? Like, well, they kept warning him. Well, you can't move the air duct because you'll fail. Yeah. Hey, but they did keep telling hey. him that. Uh, hey. Long pit stop on pit road, you know. Everything is spec except for the brake pads. 
Yeah. Because they kept telling him, uh, "There's nothing else fire. they can do." Well, no, they kept telling him to watch it. Like they were telling him, "Hey, watch your break right front, watch your right front." And then eventually, the the crew chief came on and said, "It's all in your hands. You've got all the cooling you're gonna get." And then, yeah. like a lap later, boom, it was gone. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was uh, so I mean, there's this really cool thing, um, uh, where I can you know where any of us, I think we're all a part of it, can listen to the uh the Discord channel. Yeah, with uh with the team radios. And yeah, exactly what Colton said. I mean, Adam Stevens just came over the radio and said, listen, it's in your hands now. Yeah. I mean, do what you got. Like, there's nothing we can do. But uh, I guess we can go to the positive, you know, net positive for the boys. Sad positive. Net, or, you know, good positive yeah. for the for the boys. Ryan Blaney gets it done. Oh, um, I thought we were going to something else. <laughs> no. no. I thought we were talking about the sad thing. No, Ryan Blaney gets it done. Um, impressively though like second one second one in a row for the captain the first time they've ever went back to back huh yeah yes yes yeah yes um but um yeah we can you know going back to your point or if you're blaney are you pushing that hard um given the number one's track record yes yeah that's what colin was saying colin was saying like and, and i understand but i was like man he has almost two seconds on Larson. Uh, like yep. why even put yourself in a position to where you could wreck, you know, if, if they're pressuring him, I understand, but well, he had almost two seconds on him. Ross, Ross was playing games. Look, that was Chevrolet playing games. You saw it too. Steve saw it and caught himself from saying something on the, on the broadcast. Colton was like, Mr. H is in Ross's headset right now. Hey, Mr. U-O-S. H. He's like, Hey, you owe us <laughs> Ross. You owe us. But no, he, the thing was like last weekend at Martinsville, Ryan had a totally different attitude. He became, I mean, he became aggressive. Like an animal. He was on fire. Like he was, he was not the same person. Even his interviews, he was not as friendly. He was blunt, straight to the point, short, shot it straight and was done. Like he did not talk. He's no games. And then even this last one, he was just out of character. But I think it's because. I mean, he like cussed every single Final Four person out on the radio. Oh yeah. I think he was just, I don't know. Man, I I feel bad for Hassler, his, his, his. Crew chief, because dude, they was, were going. He was, at it. He, he was playing. He was, he was playing crew chief, but I think he needs to get. I think he needs to get. Uh, oh, I think he needs to get a therapist bonus. Yeah, I was about to say because he, good they, lord. They, okay, I think even Roger Hassler came on. A, yeah, Roger came was getting on. a getting earful. Hassler oh, was yeah. getting it. He was because what what everybody was hearing on the on the you know on TV, I was hearing it blunt straight to the point. Yeah, on the on the true radio. Yeah. And if you thought what you heard on the on the broadcast was bad, yeah. It's uncensored on Discord. Yeah. Woo. It was weird because he was complaining about his car. I think he was just hypersensitive. Like sometimes the brain, when you're in that situation, everything becomes hypersensitive. And but you're overthinking everything. He, he was running, I think at the time that he was complaining, the second fastest lap on the track. Yeah. In sixth place running forward. And he was saying I need you to start over. I don't, you gotta work. You gotta fix all of it. I think. I think it was out. messing with him that Byron had been up front for like. I think he led like the yeah. first ninety five yeah. laps or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I think that was kind of getting in his head. He's like, "Oh well, we're obviously not up there with Byron, so we need to well, we need to fix something." Then you know? they then but, they, fl- they flipped the camera on Blaney just as he was like getting frustrated. With Ross, as soon as they flipped the in car camera on, he's like he's flipping <laughs> Ross off on like. <laughs> so I will say, um. You know, Blaney was the fastest car on the track last year when Logano won the championship. Mm-hmm. So it was no shock. So it was no shock. Um, I knew the tables would turn for Blaine in Blaney's favor or favor 
as soon as the track cooled off. Mm-hmm. As soon as the shadow came down in one and two and halfway through the dog leg, I knew it would switch. Because as or soon as it technically that's three and four now. No, no, no. No. One and oh yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. My bad. Old one and two, new three and yeah. four. Um, but because I was list, I was bouncing between Blaney and Harvick's radios, and they were both super fast at the beginning, middle of the race, they kind of like teetered off. And then at the end, it was Blaney and Harvick running the fastest two lap times. Yeah. Like, it was tit, it was tit for tat. Yeah. And you know, I, I figured I I know we've said it before on the podcast. Colton and I have agreed on it. I was waiting for the phantom caution. <laughs> I was waiting on it. I told Colton, I said, I said, watch this. I said, uh, if if they can put a couple positions between him and, and Larson's car is good enough, his crew his crew is gonna put him out front of everybody for the championship four. And sure enough. He sure did. They got him out first, and he had the he had the best crew yesterday. Oh, he has the best crew all the time. His crew is insane. I know. I think it's Ty Gibbs that has the record for yeah. uh, a pit stop right what now. What is it? Nine point eight, something like that. I think it's sub nine or right at nine. It's, yeah, it's something crazy. Like nine point two, nine point one, nine in that area. It's something nuts. Um. But Kyle Larson has such a consistently good uh, pit crew, and that's how he won 2021. And they were talking about it. I was like, yeah, watch it goes to win it. But Blaney was just so dang good. Uh, Larson had uh, big problems with keeping the rear end underneath him, and and Blaney, Blaney was just flat out better. So congratulations yeah. out to Mr. Yeah. Ryan Blaney. Yeah. But yeah, here's, uh, here's the tough story. Uh, Mr. Kevin Harvick, the legend, yeah. um, the closer, is uh, – had a final beer. Had a final beer and rode off on the go kart golf cart into the uh, sunset. Yep. And uh he keeps he holds the record for the most top fives ever at a single racetrack. Top tens. That made top top tens in second in a row. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. Twenty one in a row. He hasn't finished insane. outside the top ten since March of twenty thirteen. Yeah. At Phoenix. I was gonna say twelve, but thirteen. Yeah. Uh they said they were they made a wild statistic. They said the last time he finished outside the top ten at Phoenix, half the field was not even racing. Yeah, in the none in, of the, in, in, in a sanctioned champ- NASCAR sanctioned series. None of the championship four had uh, was in the Cup Series yet. Yeah, so, which is absolutely insane. Um, of course, there Mr. was some Mr. there were some Harvey. cool things. Um, Anheuser Busch, one of their finishing tanks in missouri um they dedicated to kevin harvick and they put a forever logo on one of the finishing tanks because of harvick's last because of harvick's nickname is the closer that's pretty cool and then uh when piper and uh keelan Keelan. went on went on the went on the radio and you know gave dad a little prep talk for the race that kind of that kind of tugged on the heartstrings a little bit yeah that was cool and then what was what was hard well so nascar had actually said had actually reached out to Harvick and said for the last two races, they wanted Keelan and Piper to be on the pit box. Yeah. And after the race, um, one of the reporters had asked him about it and he was straight faced about, he was straight faced to the interview until they asked about Keelan and Piper coming over the, over the radio. And he, he got emotional and just gave a thumbs up and then walked away from all the microphones. Cool. So, yeah. 
And then they said, his team said that he hadn't shown any real emotion about it being his last race until they had dinner, dinner the, the night, night before. before. Yeah. yeah. He's, they and said he got, he got one like sentence two, out. Yeah. One, two, two one, or three words out. One sentence out. He lost it. Yeah. Yeah, as we speak, Colton is looking up Ryan Blaney championship. <laughs> I got a shirt ordered already. I'm just debating if I want to get the championship autographed. Uh, diecast. Yes, you do. Yes, well, you do. Well, I, I will say, I will say, um, I was, I was contemplating um, my new driver because you know this was a is this it was getting a released. This, this was a switch um, that I, I did not, did not uh, envision having for a while. It's Joey Logano. <laughs> oh god no oh god no I'm not, I'm not gonna say what i want to say um <laughs> of course you know my 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 heartstrings are always gonna be with the four guys rodney shoulders great guy mm-hmm. um really looking forward to seeing what josh berry does so i guess that'll be one a okay you're gonna give him a, give him a tryout but uh one b colton i'm joining the team oh there we go mr ryan blaney colton yeah. i'm joining the team He's a good dude. I like him. I like um, him. I said it. I said it all along. I said it a couple of years ago before Penske locked him up. I said my pick to replace Harvick in the four car would have been Blaney. Yeah, remember, should have been Rowdy. I remember whenever I first came back around. Yes, you were saying that back then too. We were talking about it at Kitty Inn actually. Really? Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, it's kind of like Chance. Chance is a big Martin Truex fan, but his 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 A two or you know whatever you call it. Uh, one one B is uh <clears throat> is Ryan Blaney. He likes Ryan Blaney a lot. So, collectible guy. But, but we have a very very big crown jewel coming up this weekend. Um, it is the World One Hundred. Very very prevalent race. Everybody wants to win it. As Shay Shavis said on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he just wants to be on the t shirt. Like, <laughs> big deal. Um, so who are we picking? Who are we picking for the the World One Hundred? I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go first. He go was there this weekend. He he was there this weekend. He stayed Sunday to test. Carson Hot Sauce Holman, you better go get it done this weekend, there, boy. Fair enough. Fair enough. I am gonna say, um, my boy Chase has. This is like home track. He's worked really oh, yeah. hard. He's had some Meet tough head. luck. He's won the, I think he won a hundred lapper. I think it was earlier this year or late last year. Hunter lapper um, kind of talked about a little bit with him. And uh, I think he, I think he shakes it off and, and gets it done at the world 100 this weekend and finally gets it done. So what you got, Austin? Hey, why? You know they why? Yeah. Awesome. There's the picks. Awesome, bro. They're solidified well, in. Well, you didn't. You didn't give Colton a shot. What the? What? 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 I don't know. Who, I don't know who's going. <laughs> <laughs> Colton's just like, don't you get a stick out of it? Yeah. All but, right. Uh, well, but before... shout out, shout out, a little oh. quick shout out, really quick uh, to to Watts Motorsports. They uh, sent us a us a, a little <clears throat> sponsor deal. So shout out to them. Check them out on Facebook. Hunter Watts and everything. Uh, like their Facebook. Uh, and, and and if you need any help with anything carding wise, get in touch with them. Uh, so or if you're out. looking for a new millennium, yeah, new fanatic there, yep. but, you know, mini- millennium tires. dealer tires, anything like that, go ahead and check them out. And uh-huh. they do ship, ship s h i p. Oh, yeah, you took me off, you took me off guard right there. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think we all, I think we all just locked eyes on Colton. Well, I looked at like, what. 
it just sounded funny. They ship across the country, yeah. So, guys, as you know, um, I am coming to Batesville um, as to for the live episode um, for our episode with our very good friend Connor Germain. Uh, but we do have some very exciting news to drop regarding um, four takes and fuel at Batesville. One second, and- we we are doing the interview with Connor, um, but. We do have uh we're gonna have an open session for anybody who wants to just come sit down and talk racing after Connor's interview. So just to just to clarify all that, I just wanted to you know, make sure. But so back to the big drop. After after Connor's interview, um Vortex and Fuel is collaborating with Forged and Dirt Media. And we will bring we will be bringing media coverage from Batesville for the two day show. Um with a collaboration between the two of us. And we can't, I, I personally can't wait to see what we can do. It's going to be fun. I think, uh, I think we're going to do a little, a little bit like Ethan. We're going to send Ethan around with some mics in the pits and uh, you know, just have a good time, you know, put a little spotlight on, on, hey, I'll uh, tell you this. Batesville. I'll tell you this. You'll see me. Okay. I'll be wearing a Fortex and fuel hoodie, a black one. And I'll tell you this. If you're hearing this episode and you see me come up to me and I'll have a silver Sharpie and sign my hoodie. I want every listener that hears it. To sign the hoodie. Oh yeah, that'd be, be cool. awesome. Then we... and who knows, somebody might be leaving Batesville with that hoodie. That'd be cool. Be the one-off kind of one-off hoodie. That'd be cool. The one-off Batesville hoodie, one of one. So, but guys, you know, big news, big things happen in the podcast. We uh, we are super excited. We love doing this, and we hope you guys love listening to this podcast. Uh, just as much as we love doing it, putting it out, helping the sport, just doing something, talking racing with some buddies every Monday night. Uh, but without further ado, here's Mr. Colin Stewart. Let's get this the show on the road here. Colin, great to have you on. I know we introduced you or we called you. I called you. What was it? Three weeks ago after your strong runs at the Maxis Nationals. Uh, but let's go ahead and just start off and tell our listeners where you're from. I'm from Woodward, Louisiana. Um, it's a small town about six miles out of Alexandria, Louisiana, um, based on the like, very center of Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. And so now that everybody knows where you're from, kind of kind of like uh, central Louisiana, um, let's uh, get into how did you get into this sport? I, I know – I know a little bit about it. I think your dad and your grandpa got into it. Um, but let's let's hear how you got into it. Yeah, I mean, it was a like you said, it was originally them. Um, I mean, we just always been involved with it. But um, I originally loved four wheelers. That's what I did when I was younger. Um, my dad just saw the potential in me. You know, he had to get on to me multiple times to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw that we could race, and um. Just took that chance. Yeah, and he so said, I want to go fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so like you know, do you remember your first chassis, your first track, you know, your first time at the racetrack? There was any cool experiences or anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I remember it was a 2020 Exodus from a uh, UP Carts and Parts. Um, our first race was at Turkey Creek for some memorial race. Um, we, that's where we really raced there. They had like a little winter series that we raced. Mm-hmm. That was our first couple of races there. 
I got you. And how'd that go? It, it, did, did it click pretty fast or did it take a little while with a little intimidation factor or anything like that? Or yeah, it, it took a little while. I think we only raced three races in beginner because mm-hmm. once you win two, you got to move up. Yeah. And so we started getting into the clones. That's when we really started to get on a roll and everything just took up from there. Yeah, that's good. I mean, catching on pretty quick, especially especially with your dad and your grandpa having the background already, <laughs> already uh, in, in the sport. It's uh, I'm sure it kind of helped kind of you develop pretty quick. Yeah, sir. Thankfully, we've been blessed with natural ability and hand-eye coordination. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that your your dad and grandpa were both in it before? Yeah, sir. My grandpa never raced them, but he worked on late models for his main job for a while. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So then once you got into racing, who would you say was your biggest inspiration or even today your biggest inspiration or role model as a driver? So at the start, um, his name was Devin Infinger. He had the same chassis as me. He had the same number. I, I, I just thought he was a cool guy. He always helped us when we needed help. Um, but as I got on to the East Coast, it's been um my two favorite junior drivers are Tucker Polchek, for all the respect, and that clown. Um, <laughs> and then Lane Surrett, he's he's just a good guy. He always he's never negative. He never shows a fit, and um they're they're definitely my two favorites. And that's all. Awesome. Same as inspiration. I'm I mean I'll tell you this: uh, every single race that is uh going, you know for you know racing for big money or anything like that and it's tucker and colin going toe to toe and when i tell you it is some of the funnest things to watch these kids will go at it and like racing hard but never you know rough each other up do it dirty anything like that it is it is an amazing thing to see two junior drivers junior two drivers at that um being able to have that ability to uh race each other clean and still super hard yeah and just like to point out Colin, you've got one of the most iconic looks at the racetrack with that big old sombrero or hat, <laughs> some type straw hat that you, uh-oh. Oh, oh you yeah, get it. Right oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, you got one of the most iconic looks just walking around with that hat on. I mean, everybody knows who you are when, whenever you're walking through with, with that and your, your blender's on. <laughs> I try to get a fat like... sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With one of the most iconic names in the karting industry leading the team, Chavis Racing Products is the premier karting and body seat manufacturer in the country. Whether you're looking for a kart body, seat, or fairing, our friends at Chavis Racing Products will have you looking and feeling best behind the wheel. With over 15 years of experience in the karting industry, Chavis Racing Products delivers time and time again with their quality and customer service. With three different bodies to choose from, seat sizes ranging from Rookie to 2XL, and their newest carbon fiber options, they are always thinking of new and innovative ways to improve comfort and performance for racers. To find out more, go check them out online on Facebook, their website, ShavisRacingProducts.net, or give the shop a call at 706-840-1886. When you reach out, be sure to let them know that the guys at Vortex and Fuel sent you. So I guess it's banking off of that, uh, how you and Tucker race each other, because, man, that is some of the cleanest, hardest racing I've ever seen. Even even coming from, you know, going through the ranks and racing with adults for so long. But do you think, you know, you've always been racing in classes above your actual age uh, when allowed, of course, by the track promoter at his discretion. 
what is racing against guys in the older age groups with more experience taught you going, you know, to each track in different parts of the country? So one main thing it's taught me is to be humble. Like you're not always going to win it. And um, if you do it, you got to be patient. You're definitely not going to win on the first lap, especially when you're starting fourth or fifth. You just got to wait till somebody slips and you got to know when to be aggressive. Yeah. And do you, do you like going and racing like the older guys? Do you think that kind of gets, you know, it obviously, you know, steps your experience up a ton, but do you like it or is it any kind of intimidation or you kind of embrace it? Oh yeah. It's definitely intimidation for sure. But um, yeah, every once in a while when you outrun, it feels good. Yeah. Um, Definitely feels good. (laughs) It always feels good to outrun people, you know? I definitely, uh, my bad. No, you, I, was doing, I was just I was just going to throw out here, you know, uh, we do this is this is another junior driver that has said this, you know, you're not going to win it on the first lap. I really hope a lot of people can uh, take some because we all learn from each other. I feel like that's one of the biggest things we all have to learn, um, you know, myself included as well. But I feel like that's another big thing. You know, the younger guys get it. I think we could get around again. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Colin. You know, we're talking about, you know, I've seen you do it before. You know, you'll run, you know, junior three some weekends, um, but you still go to the national events and you run in junior two. What do you or how do you take what you've learned from racing like junior three and, you know, with guys that have more experience than you? um, And how do you insert that into your driving and, you know, your normal classes like junior two? And how do you how do you see and how do you feel that? the experience gained with racing older guys is helping you with your normal classes. So I definitely, sometimes I do think that I have an advantage because I've raced people with more experience. They've called me a bunch of stuff and we really ran up in the upper classes for seat time. Cause hmm. I got a little slogan. No seat time is bad seat time. Like you're always learning something in the cart. Um, another thing is when we race our regular classes, everything's slower, really. Like you got more time to react you can get on the gas a little bit more because it's a little bit slower. So, yeah, that's I, 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 yeah, I think that's a big thing, you know, obviously bigger, bigger plate, more fuel, more air mixture. Um, and it, uh, <clears throat> it definitely helps with, uh, with slowing it down once, cause once you've done it going faster, it's not like you're going from being slower to faster. You're going from faster to slower. So it's like, you kind of, it just kind of slows down for you. You know, kind of like you said, it, it helps a ton. I'm sure. Yes, sir. You know, Colin, I guess I know you're, you know, you're there now. Um, but I mean, whenever I'm sure I was racing juniors, Austin, Alex, you know, whenever we, whenever we were racing junior three and then we go back to, you know, quote unquote, junior pro, which was always the junior two motor. Um, we always felt that, you know, it helped us out, um, helped us out a ton, you know, knowing what that extra horsepower was like. Um, but you know, what is it like for you now? Um, that, you know, you're not racing junior three at every event, but it's a select few just to help you get seat time. So where, when you go back and even if you're running junior two on the same weekend, um, you know, what for you, or how do you adapt to the horsepower difference, you know, each time you get in the seat? So I feel like I can run it a little bit harder. Um, I know that when I first started racing, I was a little bit on the scared side, you know, just always things to the bottom. But as I got older, Running the bigger classes, it just taught me to trust your cart. Mm. And um, when I go down, when the, my regular classes, I just feel like you can stick a lot better. And 
just hope on from there, hoping the race is going to be luck because sometimes you need that in the middle of a race. Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but I was always kind of excited to go run a little bit like the, you know, when I was in blue plate, go run gold plate. And I was always kind of, oh, yeah. I was okay, always kind hold of on. excited to hey, do Hey, hold that. on. Cool. Hold on. Alex? Junior two, running junior Those three. Colin heads. don't even know what gold plate is. Yeah. Different engines, flatheads. Yeah. yeah. You got to remember that he just said his first car was a 2020 Exodus. <laughs> yeah. So going, going like my like first car was 15 years older than that. Yeah. So going from like yeah. you do, going to junior two, going to junior three, it was always, it was always kind of fun. I always kind of looked at it as like a challenge, you know? Well, it's also, we talked about this the other day. It was fun getting the respect of those guys too. Cause like all the older guys want to push you around when you're the younger guy. But then when you finally get to lay it down on them, yeah. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you gotta give him the elbow. My elbow, my elbow action. Elbow, there we go. Right. <laughs> Colin, before this interview's over, we better get the elbow from you. All right. So <laughs> uh, I need to keep talking about that in, indoor this week or last hey, listen, week. Listen, listen, this ain't the indoor. <laughs> this is four takes and fuel. All right. We need the elbow on the podcast. All so right. look, I I did the elbow at the indoor too, and it didn't serve me well. So we gotta do it here. <laughs> he bent like an elbow. Let's not eat. We, yeah, Austin went a flying. So <laughs> his go kart is now hung up on the wall in the shop. It's literally on the wall in the shop. Makes two of us this year. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I'm sure that the you know, and if, if it is something different, you know, let us know. But the C, I'm sure, in your number is uh, for Colin. And yes, uh, but where does the 21 come from? What what's the significance of that number, and kind of what's the story behind it? So it's kind of funny. My dad has always been like 12 and he's kind of done the same thing as me. He ran, he always ran his class and the one above it. Mm-hmm. And another guy was the number 12. So he just flipped it around to 21. And since then it stuck with him. And um, we originally started out with Tiwi before we went to travel ball. And he picked my number because that didn't really matter to us back then. Yeah. And we picked the 21. So from then, everything's been it basketball, baseball. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, and that was kind of like, like you said, like, you know, when your dad was racing back in the day is a very popular for somebody else to have a number and you didn't want to be somebody else's number. And especially if they were older, they kind of had dibs on it. Uh, so it's very common for somebody to change their number. Yeah, that's for sure. Quite personally, I wouldn't let nobody take my number. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, you went to the Maxis Nationals last year and struggled kind of to an extent compared to this year. Um, what over the course of the past year did you find contributed to your experience to be able to come back and have such a drastically different result this year? So we obviously did get a lot more seat time, mm-hmm. just trying to run bigger shows, a bunch of that stuff. Um, my dad has told me to sit down more in the seat because last year I saw a back shot of me. And you could see three quarters of the back of my leather jacket. Like, it was horrible. Um, but thankfully, this year for the Max Nationals, we got hooked up with Mr. Wesley. He done a tremendous job on tires. We just can't thank him enough for that. He did very good. Spot on awesome. everything. So, when you, you're talking about the jacket, you're saying you were just sitting up really high or higher. It was, so, it's yeah. funny you say that because I struggled as that as a junior because, you know, 
<clears throat> my dad was always pushing me to go lower and lower and lower. The more you're out of the air, the more hey, there's there's lower not the lower gravity. the center of your gravity. Yeah, yeah, the center of the gravity, not not as much drag. You're you're, you're lower in the go kart, and uh, and it'll rotate better. Yeah, and I was I was just trying to hold myself up with my arms. Mm-hmm. So it was I I totally get that. Like I, I would, <laughs> it was funny funny story. Uh, he had actually did like a crew chief race, and he got in my go kart, and he's like, "I need some padding, dude." I said, "No, you don't." <laughs> No, you don't. You don't need any. On the same thing he told you. (laughs) You're gonna sit in that go kart the way it is. (laughs) And he said, "He said, Alex, remember all those times I told you we need to go lower and lower on the seat? I'm so sorry." (laughs) No, I'll I'll never forget. Um, It was the Pro Kart Tour race, 2013 at Gulfport, and of course we had. I was racing for Brent. We had just swapped over to Ultramax, and. For some reason, uh, my seat cracked in practice on Friday, and we go to change it, and Brent was there, and my dad's trying to get it to where I liked it, and Brent grabbed the seat from my dad and just threw it in the cart all the way down and said, I don't care if you like it, this is how you're driving it, <laughs> and from there on out, never had a never had a seat that was higher than what whatever the limit was, you know, eight and a quarter, eight and three quarter, yeah, whatever the limit is. Know. Because it was for Alex saying that, uh, just talking about back in the day with dad trying to get him down. Um, I remember this very well. So, me, I was okay with being as low as I could, but Alex liked to sit up. So, one day, Alex decided to drop the seat all the way down to where I was at like eight and three quarters. He was like eight and a quarter. And my dad was like, What did you do? And he said, We needed to be lower. And it, it was just one of them things, though. But, man, speaking of Wesley, so, of course, you know, we ourselves know this, but not everybody else does. We like to kind of let you reveal that a little bit. How has riding factory for Mr. Wesley LeBlanc at Kinetic Racing Chassis helped jumpstart your learning curve, you know, that you're still riding? And how has that taught you as far as a racer-wise with that insight and the knowledge that he's able to provide? So, as y'all know, he's very, like, experienced, done his uh, his, his whole entire life. Um, knows a lot about it, and just every time we get off the track, just the little things that matter, he tells us how we can improve, what to do. It's just he's always there. And even at the Max National, he's paying so close attention. You need to get behind this car, draft with them. Don't get behind this car. They may be a little bit slower. You got to hook up with them and just go. And he just gives us so much info that we would have never known about if we hadn't met him. Yeah, and, and something I wanted to talk about was – so. You know, we kind of talked about it on the podcast when we were when our recap a couple of weeks ago, and uh, things got dicey at the Max's Nationals right in front of you. But yeah, it was it was super dicey. But you were able to recover really quick and 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 get back in the draft and don't lose that lead pack because once you lose the lead pack, it's really hard to catch them unless unless you're tandem in it and and y'all got a piece, you know. Um, so you know that that was a big jump right there that showed a lot of maturity just from that one year did did, did that kind of help did wesley kind of coach you through any kind of situations like that on how to you know stay in the draft and things of that nature no he just said you gotta trust your car and just never lift up i mean at that point i knew the track was i knew the tires were working good so i just held on for dear life hoping i'd catch him <laughs> that's all you can do sometimes man and uh you know wesley's wesley's a good coach he's a it's it it helps that he's been in the go-kart and he still kind of is some every now and then uh so it's not like he you know hasn't been racing or anything like that never been in the go-kart and he's able to 
uh, coach, you know, things that, that, uh, are very applicable, applicable to a driver, you know? Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't see that. My bad. I'm going to, I'll cut that out. It's fine. Sorry, so, the fly. oh, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <clears throat> so, you know, racing down here, um, you know, we have more of a flat. We don't have the iron cities of just hold it to the floor and go. Um, we're more of a, uh, you know, kind of heavy prep, uh, you know, flatter tracks, a little bit of lifting every now and then uh, for, for, for junior guys, it's not much lifting, but uh, for seniors, it's more lifting. But what has been uh, kind of like the biggest learning curve driving down here for you? So for me, it's really just for driving styles, like who down here, it's all about who can hold it in the most. Like corners are really the only thing that matter, in my opinion, because I just like over here, you're wiping, constantly wiping, even on the grid, trying to gook up the tires and yeah. when there's what you're prepping with. And then over on the East Coast, you're using degreaser to get less prep, like, and then that air pressure is like SD20. SD20. Talladega, I think that right. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about SD20. So, but I, I do want to talk about Talladega. <laughs> no. 2021, no. was it or is it 2022? 2022. 2022. 2022. 2022 is a bad, bad. Just when I thought the day couldn't get any worse, we're going back to the hotel and I'm going to smoke a deer across the street. But hey. <laughs> so, free so lunch. We'll, yeah, free lunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one thing I, I do think that this you know, down here really helps with um, is kind of car control, keeping the go-kart underneath you, especially like expect when the track hasn't been ran in, but we're still having to either run a heat race, qualify, or even if the track's not really that good that night, you know, you're still having to keep the go-kart under you, everybody's sliding, but it's whoever can keep it and drive it underneath them the best. Um, so have you been able to take something, some, some, some of those lessons and take it to where it's kind of easier to keep the go-kart underneath you? Yeah, I mean, Batesville's very similar to our tracks, um, I'd say. But, um, yeah, none of the other tracks on the East Coast are really comparable to down here. Yeah, definitely, which is I, – I want a little bit of banking. I want a little bit of I – I want a flat foot of racetrack down here. Down here again. Now, I will say this, though. Cowtown is a very good track. It gets down. It's very banked, bad fast. So, they're definitely one of the better tracks, in my opinion, in Louisiana. Yeah. So if you had to circle one moment or win uh, in your racing career so far, what would be the most memorable or special to you to this point? Mm, honestly, it'd either be, it'd be between the 500s, both the 500s at Acadiana or um, Blue City. Because yeah. Blue City, Friday night, it was a Friday night practice, Saturday racing. Um, Friday night, we're half a tenth off from the whole field, really. Top ten, we're half a tenth off of... Saturday, though, we woke up, got straight to work. Um, everything really turned around then. Cart dialed in, got Paul in junior two, um, ended up getting fourth in junior one. And junior two, we started off strong, led wire to wire. And um, junior one went from fourth to second, so had a good run. But um, one of the memorable things about that was it was a Maxis. There was a Maxis banner in front of the victory lane picture. And, um, we're on Blue Vegas. Ripping. <laughs> yeah, so we in, they ended up changing it to straight maxes for this one. After that one. Yeah, they they were like, man, they don't find out the cheat code. They we can't let this happen again. 
the kid about right. second. He won it for like four years in a row. I think his last name was Mendoza or something like that. Really? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. one of those 500s, it was a 221 C's in the victory lane, as I recall, huh? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was about to bring that up. You know, somehow, some way, Jacob always finds a way to work into the podcast. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up the fact that there was 221 C's in victory lane for both pro races that night, and they both won, and I – I don't even. I don't even want to talk. It about was it. the number. We're yeah. gonna say it's the number. It was, it was, it was it the was body the and the number. Yeah. It wasn't nothing to do with tires, go kart, or driver. Nothing to do with tires. Or it was the body and the go kart. That was yeah. good for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of winning, man. I mean, what are some bugular races that that you have on your list, or that you know you'd love to be able to have the chance of winning? So for sure, Max's Nationals. I'd really like to get that orange leather. Just something special about that, you know. Keep that as a trophy. Um, Matt Zaddy's for that helmet, that awesome helmet. Um, and then I'd like to win a baseball one. I mean, Alex, you got to give me some pointers because I yeah. keep on getting second. But, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Can't hey, I, quite get that one. I, I totally understand. I talked about it last week. I know I know how to finish second at an indoor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Colin, give us the elbow on that one, bud. <laughs> give, us the, give us the elbow on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh no man it's just uh baseball's tricky baseball's real tricky you just gotta be up you know what i mean you're up front a lot it's just uh right place right time because a lot of crazy things will happen oh yeah that's i think we started like 14th in that one i mean i wasn't really trying to push it all and i was trying to stay out of wrecks because i'm trying to save my cart for that pro race that i really wanted to win start third in that one or fourth but ended up getting shot i mean even when i got off the track I was mad. I was like, dude, we could have won that. I'm I'm tired of getting second. Hey, like that's that's where you gotta tell you you don't save it for nothing. You go win a slot machine. Slot machine is yeah. a slot machine. It don't matter if it reads NEF or it reads uh you know elite, you know, junior two. It don't I matter. Understand. It's slot machine's a slot machine. You don't you don't save it for nothing. You go get it. Hey, Colin, one little note that that you said. Um, you said you want one, you know, you want to get one max Maxis national. No, no, no. Go get you three of them suckers all in one weekend and go get you uh, one of them black jackets. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you talking about the Midwest ones? Or No. Or am I wrong? They stopped Is doing it three- those. They stopped oh, doing they them. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. I, I, know, I was talking with Hayden Hanson at the National. That's all she had a black one for Max's, but I, I, I thought it was the Midwest. No, so yeah, what it used to be was the like the, the Max's Nationals, if you won three in a weekend, you got a black one. It was the Triple Crown. Yeah, mm. something something of that nature. I don't remember what it was, but there was, uh, it was black with orange letters, and uh, it was actually really really slick. Um, I remember when Nolan Pope and them and Brody and they had a couple of them. So you know, rolling off, you know, rolling off of racing. You know, of course, we keep up with you. You know, you're very close friends. You and your whole family are close friends of ours. You know, we we know that at the beginning of your racing, you were you you were. We're playing baseball and, and juggling racing, but you know, now you've started playing basketball for school as well. You know, how do you manage to juggle basketball, baseball, and racing all at the same time and still focus on your studies? So I would say that I'm very blessed with like studies have always just came easy to me. I mean, right now I've got straight A's right now. Um, if I've ever got homework, I do it on the bus and then get off at the shop or stay at stay at school. Um, weekdays are definitely very busy with practice, 
got something every day, basketball, whether it's baseball or skating on a cart. But we just try to make do. I mean, you're only here for so long, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, the indoor this past week, uh, two weekends ago or something like that. I remember I was, I was asking your grandpa where you were. He's like, Oh, Colin had to take a test at school. He's on his way. I was like, yeah, I remember those days. Gotta, gotta make sure you, you gotta make sure you pass the class to, to be able to race. Yep. That's for sure. So it's kind of sitting right there behind you. Um, you got this bad boy probably about what, three months ago. I say probably about three I'm months. Saying, yeah. About three I'm months ago. Um, you know, who painted it, you know, what was some, you know, everybody's got inspirations on a helmet. Nobody, I mean, some people would just be like, Hey, I like these colors, blah, blah, blah. Somebody, you know, you, you always have some kind of thought process to the back of it, uh, to, to it. And uh, so kind of, kind of tell us a little bit about that thing. So we got it from explicit designs. Um, so he's a one man show. He does very good. His name's Dustin Pleasanton. Um, pretty sure the shop's out of North Dakota. Um, our inspiration, it was, the Carter Boys, Cowboy, and Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when they were starting to get on a hot roll with their tire guy or whatever they were doing. Um, and we just saw it, and I, I loved it. I was like, can we get one like that? My dad was like, sure. And then I saw Brad Scruggs, and on the wing, as y'all may know, like that wing on the back part of the yeah. helmet, he had a Bible verse. And um, um, the same week that I saw that, my grandma died, my great-grandma, and – at her funeral, my pastor said this certain verse, so I decided to paint paint on the back of that. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. What verse was it? Solomon two one. Nice. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, that's really cool. I like I like when something you know has a has you you know it was just going to be a cool helmet, but then it turned into like a really special meaning. You know, something you'll never yeah. forget. Oh yeah. And I can vibe with that style too. I mean, I can see it. That's a slick looking helmet. That's probably my favorite one I've seen in a while. Yeah. I mean, the you colors, gotta see it in person. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet they're always better in person. But that sucker looks good. Yeah. That that thing is nasty in person. <laughs> my dad says it's gonna be my next helmet for about twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Until it ages out, huh? Oh yeah. So that dust wears off the paint. So we heard you got a nice suit from our friends over at Supplemented. Uh, how is that process getting fitted uh, and explain and explaining what you wanted out of that jacket to them? So I didn't know really I had to do much. Me and Bubble, we measured it, got the measures in. Um, they took it straight in. Very quick process. My dad talked to, I think her name is Miss Laura. And um, Laura Bender. Yeah. Yes, that's who it was. And um, she, we gave her the PDF. We showed her a picture of somebody that we liked. It was Cole Hewitt. We liked the design. Show her, told her a few colors. It was that was little. It was like two and a half to three weeks. It was very easy. That's awesome. Yeah, that came out pretty slick too. It's, it's kind of matches the helmet a little bit. The whole the whole helmet the, the whole, whole helmet the whole body suit everything matches. It is it's pretty slick. The whole set is pretty done. slick. So all right, so know, I guess we need to just ask James when the truck's getting matched too, because everything's <laughs> got a match. Before, everything. before we moved on, um, something I kind of wanted to talk about is you know, uh <clears throat> someone I've known for a long time, uh, you know, kind of got back into it with y'all. Um, he had always kind of stuck around it, but he's he, you know, he's with y'all a lot. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Monty Smith and how he's been able to help you and stuff, because I know he's a big part of y'all. Oh yeah, he's He's so we he originally started helping us even at the beginning when we really started. He's one of the factors of 
how we got into racing. He knew Mr. Wesley very well. Mm -hmm. um, pretty sure they built the first go-kart together in, the, in their shop. Um, and he's just always still talked to him, got in touch with him. And, I mean, he's done our tires for here. And anytime we're asking him for help, he's there in an instant. Definitely. He, uh, he had them boy. He had them, he had them, he had them rubbers rolling for the indoor too. Uh, they, they came, it came out pretty dang good. And, uh, which one? The one that just came past. Oh, fall classic. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about baseball. You did very good in baseball. Oh yeah, of course. Baseball is always so I was talking about the one that just passed. I mean, y'all, y'all had an amazing weekend with two, a leather jacket and almost $2,000. Yes. Yeah, and we didn't get the leather jackets oh. on, uh, Friday, the two classes on Friday night screwed it up. Uh, went to the back in one and then didn't have a transponder the other one so kind of got on the track hot-headed and i don't think that i mean the rest is history yeah I lost the right right panel but oh yeah, yeah yeah that was yeah that was not good i i was right there <laughs> and i kind of did you didn't you wheel hop and it kind of just shot the go-kart for like to the wall or yeah i feel like I truly don't know it happened so fast but then when i look at the video i mean it just looked like it was slow motion but um I don't know why I threw my head back. I don't, I don't know why I did that. But um, I think the body got stuck in the fence or something and just shot around. Um, I wish I knew, but. Well, we're glad you're okay. It was really cool to see, though, that everybody kind of came to you. You know, even the the drivers in your class got out there, go-karts. and, and uh, That's what I appreciated. It it came in and they came and checked it all out. And that was, that was really cool to see that kind of the kids came together for that. Yeah, I was just expecting Tucker and Landon. I didn't know who else they came, but that's all I had saw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's rolling into races. Speaking of racing and everything about racing, what are some big races for the remainder of the twenty three season, beginning of twenty four? I mean, we're we're presuming Batesville, but will we be seeing you make a trip to Daytona? Um, I'm hoping, but um, uh, I know this upcoming weekend we're going. Another driving deal for Mr. Wesley at the World 100 in Jasper. Um, I know we got Batesville Thanksgiving Day, um, December. We're gonna have to we're gonna try to hit the Ice Bowl Nationals up in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. um, and we're still working on details for Daytona. Don't quite know what we're gonna do, but if we go, I think we're gonna have to get offered a ride. Um, January, we're gonna hit the Blue City Nationals and go to the banquet for the Max's Nationals. Um, February, that starts the Maximilian series. Can't wait to hit Jasper again, Beaver Creek, Talladega. Um, and then we're also going to hit King of Kings in February. There you go. That'd be good. And then, uh, oh. y'all going to be uh, in Talladega for April though, huh? For the Max Daddies? For the Max Daddy, yes, sir. Cool deal. We're going to try to get that helmet. I want that. You're going to get him that helmet. Yeah, man, it's, uh. That's a little tricky track, man. It, it gets it gets pretty slick when they get a lot of go karts on it. It's definitely. You found something towards the end of the night in that millionaire race where we got shot off by somebody. Yeah. So, Colin, you know, I don't even think we've ever really asked anybody this question on the podcast. Um, you know, what's your true end goal for, for racing? You know, where do you want to end up? You know, where you know is it sprint cars? Is it racing? You know, four tens or is it? NASCAR or is it IndyCar? I mean, where where do you want to end up? So for right now, we're just gonna see. I mean, if we can keep on winning, um, trying to get as many 
championships, leather jackets, stuff like that under our belt, and uh, just go from there. I mean, we have gotten quite a bit of calls to come run big cars for people, but um, I would like to do something like Shade Chaves has done, like open a business, kind of like Mr. Wesley, do it down here if it doesn't work, moving to up in the East Coast area. That's, I mean, racing, I just like for that to be my life, to be honest. Does it ever kind of, uh, I knew for me as a kid, it was um, like, it was exciting to think about getting out of karting and going doing something else. But um, I always felt like I was a little, I always felt like I was going to miss karting too much. There's just something special about karting that is uh, just kind of always pulled on the the heartstrings that I was always kind of like, eh, do we, we don't have to go do something else. We can stay go racing. So have you, with those opportunities you talked about, has that been kind of a thing for you? Yeah, you know, I mean, as a kid, like everybody, they want to be a professional baseball player or a doctor or something like that. But, I mean. You just want to go fast, I, turn left. Yeah, I just want to go fast and turn left. I don't like asphalt. I mean, in my opinion, asphalt's for getting to the track, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Damn. All right. Tell it how it is, Kyle. I like it. <laughs> I'm straight from the underground with that one. <laughs> So uh, we have this little segment we do. It's uh, rapid fire, um, and uh, it's five questions, either or. You pick, okay? So indoor racing or outdoor racing? Oh, indoor, absolutely indoor. You like it? Just it's just faster. It's just things happen quicker. You like it? Yes, yeah, so I feel like there's more adrenaline in indoor races. Yeah, it, it, everything goes quicker, so it's kind of like you're always on high alert. I, I feel that. Um, basketball or baseball? Mm, I mean, I've done basketball my my baseball my whole life, but I mean, I'm starting to get more engaged with basketball. To be honest, I just love it. I mean, I'm, something about shooting that ball. I'm gonna, yeah, white boy I, can I hoop. Like <laughs> yeah. I ain't so, got the jump though. I don't have the jumps. <laughs> no hops. I, I don't have the jumps either. It's okay, Colin. <laughs> um, yeah, leather jacket or racing suit? Oh, racing suit. Yeah, one thousand percent. It's just comfortable. No, unless it's a Max's jacket. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> unless it's orange, you know, we're going racing suit, huh? Um, that, that suits her. Very good. Summer or winter? Um, I'd have to say winter. Um, I just like being cold. You know, I got a very good um suit to keep me warm. So I'd rather winter. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> pizza or tacos? Uh, tacos, pizza's pretty overrated. <laughs> My boy, be careful, Alex might come through the phone and try and uh, oh, no, no, I'll prove you wrong here. I like, I like me a good taco, I like, I I like know, me bro, a good taco. Good, well, taco, good taco Tuesday, then we oh. gotta go, you know, white queso Wednesday. I'm there, taco. Oh, here we go again, tequila Thursday. <laughs> hey, hey, Brett was Brett White was like, uh, we need to get a four tacos and fuel because we talked about remember we had franklin ash on and oh, we made god. the whole thing yeah, yeah. The, yeah it was margarita monday oh god here we yeah, go yeah. Yeah. Mind. Yeah. he was like he was like you know people people would get that you know what i'm saying like uh yeah that's funny all right so we're gonna start recording on tuesdays for taco tuesday <laughs> um nah man so colin uh of course we learned a little bit about you a lot about you learned a lot about you know your thought process stuff on the wheel and just the, the growth that you've had through all of this. What, what is something like, you know, you really, really enjoy or like about our sport? So, 
one thing I'd like to say is friendships builds very good friendships. I mean, shoot, just like Mr. Alex, you could find the love of your lives there. I mean, it just, yeah, um, like I said, it can build friendships, very big ones. Um, I like some people, some people can have respectful driving. Uh, one person I like to point out is Tucker. It, I mean, even at the Maximilians, me and him were running third and fourth for Pro Millionaire for a spot to go to the um, beat, um, Max Nationals, and he didn't dump me. He just rode behind me the whole time. Um, and the most thing that I like about our sport is winning. To be honest, I think we all do. It's a good thing to like about it. <laughs> it's a very good thing. You kind of have to. But um, I saw – I think it may have been the Ethan Endicott podcast. Or I think it was Mr. Austin who had brought up one thing that I, the one of the best feelings about this sport is when you're closing in on somebody and you know that you're about to get them. That's yeah. just even if you're eighth or second, I, just, I don't know why I like that feeling. Now, obviously, yeah. you want to be in front of them and don't have to run them down, but it feels oh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> when you've got that power and you know it's coming. Yeah, it's so yeah, you're good. It feels pretty dang good to be able to, you know, you just see them, you see them reeling them in. And you just hey, isolate as you approach them. Yeah. Listen, unpopular opinion here. I'd much rather be chasing somebody down than be than be sitting there like a like a sitting duck. Okay, here's a question for you, though. That's why uh, I don't like stuff. Oh, yeah, here's a question, yeah, Colin. Would you rather, you know, lead the whole race being a sitting duck, or would you rather ride second and have it kind of? Oh, I'd rather mouth? ride second. Yeah, Absolutely. and then and then figure it out. Yeah. As it, so, yeah, as a kid, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, that's why at Max and National, I was like, I'm hoping I have a shot here. Um, going in turns one and two, I think it was Amburn, Lucas Amburn, and Bryson Smith and Junior two. I was like, they're getting a little bit tips or. They're getting a little bit touchy, so I was hoping they would have took each other out because I know that fourth and fifth did the same. That's why I got from like six to third in one corner. The C's would have parted. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, Colin, I mean, you got shuffled back to what, fifth, I think it was? No, it was like uh, you know, yeah, fifth, six, seven, something like that. I mean, you're you're an entire straightaway behind them with, what, six to go? And yeah. coming to the white flag, you're, you're – Stuck right on the on the top three's back bumper again. Yeah, that's the thing that frustrated me the most. I mean, yeah, a third sounds good, but I mean, shoot, a first or a second would sound even better. Oh, one hundred percent. But I really can't do nothing last year because I didn't even make the shows. That's what I'm saying. It's you got to you got to look at the small wins. You know, it's it's important to uh, for your self confidence to to be able to tell yourself like like you said that was a great point. You know, you didn't even make the shows last year, and for you to come home with a third and fourth this year, I mean, you. I mean, you, in in your head, you you pretty much won. I mean, you that was a win for the weekend from from the progression and stuff. Obviously, you 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 know you didn't get the jacket or anything, but the the progression that you took from last year to this year is just astronomical. Yes, sir. I'm I'm very proud of myself in multiple ways, but there could also be some. There's room for improvement, but. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, there there is. But you just gotta you gotta make sure you tell yourself like, hey man, you did a good job. Like it, you know. You gotta balance it because if you only tell yourself the negatives, you're never gonna grow. But you gotta fuel your fire somewhat by sitting back and analyzing, okay, here's where I got better, here's where I dominated, and here's where I could do better. You see what I'm saying? Like you gotta balance it out. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. But but yeah, you sound like you're a very calculated driver because you like to sit back and be able to read the situation and then strike. So 
Because you got some drivers who they just want to go fast. They don't care. They run. They run. They burn their stuff up. And, yeah. And that's it. But you know, being able to be calculated, I think that puts you ahead of a lot of the other guys. Yes, sir. Thank you for that. Yeah, but going back to uh, leading the whole race, when I was a kid, I hated starting on pole and leading because I feel like I drove way too safe in the lead trying to protect. And it's like, I, 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 you know, you'd like run them down, you know, you're faster than them. And then like your whole mindset changes when you're in the lead. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to keep behind me instead of just running your race. It's different. It's different for sure. Now, obviously that's totally different now, but as a kid, I, 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 that was, that was something that messed with me. Yeah. Well, we talked about something you liked about our sport. So from your perspective, we're interested to see what is something you'd like to see change in our sport. So I know I just said respectful driving, but Coker does a good job at that. But there's also there needs to be a little bit cleaner driving. Um, I think there needs to be more respect for other people. Um, I, sometimes I like to change people's mindset because racing, they beat you and they pass you clean. Then the next week they want to dump you. I mean, just I don't see what the point in revenge is for racing. Just out here to have a good time. Um, tracks. I mean, they need to make more calls sometimes. Um, Acadiana did a very good job at that. But um, some tracks they talk about the black flag. I think they're gonna throw it, but they never do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, other than that, it's it's all good. Yeah, you're the you're the second junior driver we've had on here who said that same thing about cleaner driving. And I think it takes more skill, we all do, to, to drive clean. You can be aggressive, but be able to be clean instead of dumping. It's just interesting. We've got two junior drivers, high-level junior drivers, that have said it so far. Yeah. Was it Tucker or Brayson? Uh, Tucker said it. I don't know if Brayson said it, but Tucker said it was the one who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's the thing, because like when I go race, like where he races like nationals and stuff like that, Um, I mean, there it's all clean and green. I mean, I know I got shuffle back but um it's all kind of green till the last lap then it turns into a monster jam right yeah (laughs) there's a time and place for sure but there's a lot more skill and been able to be aggressive but still be clean and race each other hard you know yeah and and for any argument and i said this earlier for any argument if somebody's like oh well you you know it it's like you just like i've seen you and tucker race like I've seen y'all like battle and uh, for, you know, y'all not to touch. It was uh, y'all do some pretty dang impressive racing, man. I, and I say it again, like if, you know, I know Austin watched, it, I know Ethan probably watched it on the live stream. I mean, Oh, hell yeah. I watched it. Like even on the restarts, man, like, I mean, it was at the indoor. I really saw it. It was, it was very, very impressive. I mean, that is y'all are two, you know, y'all are, probably the, the the two top drivers in our two two ju- two top junior drivers in our state and and y'all definitely show it every single time because y'all are battling almost every single race it's uh it's is very impressive yeah another thing is i mean just like him just like me i mean we both run up and for us to be running one and two in a class that Got I don't even y'all technically don't even belong in <laughs> they, they got yeah, kids behind y'all that are in that class and that's so cool I mean, yeah, just like for the Savage 2000, I mean, dude sitting on pole drove himself here. Uh, for the, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he drove with his dad in the truck. He's probably 15 with a permit, but still, Jeez. just that thought about it. Yeah. I remember those days. That, that was the that was the cool factor of being able to be that dude that whipped up the 15, 14, 15-year-old 15 guys, and you're 12, 13 years old. Yeah. 
but that's so, awesome. So, Colin, you know, again, we thank you for coming on, taking time out of the Monday. You know, I'm sure you had time. practice, or you know, you're you're in the shop working on working on something for this weekend. You know, for the for the World 100, like you like you just told us. Um, but you know, who are who are the people you'd like to thank? You know, if obviously, you know, karting isn't a one man show. There's no there's no race team that's a one man show. You know, there's always going to be an army behind behind somebody. So who's yours? I got a big list. Um, my papa for his countless hours in the shop. Um, my dad for working extra hours so he can work in the shop. Um, my nana for encouraging me when I'm hard on myself. Um, and for all the tires she washes. My um, my mom. She, for she works hard. She is a hard worker. She yeah. is. My mom for letting me miss school. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kevin Ray, UPE, um, our local dealer. Mm, CKI Kinetic, Wesley LeBlanc for the killer chassis. Miss um, Mickey for all the planning she does, like when we do those driving deals, um, for all the phone calls, checking up on us. Um, y'all, for, for y'all, all y'all support and invite me on the show. But um, yeah, I got no problem. Sponsors, if I can shout them out for y'all. Go ahead, man. Go, go ahead, get them out. That's what it's here for. Modern Security, um, Dwayne Stainless, Stainless Steels, H and M Motors, Kinetic by UPE. Oh, and another one. Um, the best car lot in the business, Alpine Motors. There you I go. Like there you go. <laughs> Catch them. In, what is it? Uh, where Austin is? It's uh, it's right. It's it's in Ellick. Yeah, yes, uh, well, it's 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 right. It's in Ellick, uh, around MacArthur. It's uh, around MacArthur Drive, I believe. Yeah, it's on. I used MacArthur to pass by it like every day right. for four months, five months when I was working in Pineville. All right, so Colin, you know, I have a question. Uh, I didn't put it in the in the notes. I wanted to get your, you know, your raw, unfiltered reaction here. Um, you know, you get an you get the next suit. What what's it? What kind of dollar value we talking about? We get the four. Four takes and fuel four logo. And fuel. There we yeah, go. Yeah. What 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 the do, what's the dollar amount that we're talking to get that on the on the front center of the chest? Uh, Ten cases of tires. <laughs> uh, I'd say mm, just a, just some just some prep, really. Oh, hey, hey, hey! Some good crew. Some good crew. Hey, hey, listen, we we, we got the connection. Yeah, we got the connection. We know the guy. Yeah, yeah, we know the guy. He's been on the podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, I forgot to make one more shout out to uh, Mr. Bobo. Uh, y'all know him, Mr. Monty Smith. Um, he just helps us a bunch from day in day out. Just been with us from the beginning. Can't thank him enough. Definitely, man. It it, uh, it takes a whole team, and when you got a lot of people behind you, it surely makes it a lot easier. And uh, you know, you got some really good people behind you, and uh, you're gonna go far, man. Y'all uh, y'all got a good thing going, and you just gotta keep your head down. Keep keep the hunger and keep the fire going, and uh, and you're gonna go far, man. Thank you. I look forward to seeing your race one day too. <laughs> Me too. <Should laughs> I look forward up? to I look forward to seeing you get deep in Batesville. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> trust me. If you need a buggy pusher, I'm for hire. All you got to do is pay me in like a nice cold Gatorade. <laughs> Just one. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> 
But Colin, man, we uh, we really appreciate you uh, coming on uh, and and cutting some time out. I know schoolwork and stuff's kind of tough. I know getting ready mentally for the the World One Hundred big big race this this coming this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Yes. Sir. Yeah, this, this weekend. weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we wish you the best of luck at the World One Hundred, man. Go ahead and show. And uh, yeah. you're you're kind of stepping up the game a little bit. We talked about how you you know things slow down when you move up, but junior unrestricted. Absolutely. going go and race the big motor so uh good luck buddy and uh we'll see you at the track soon man all right thank y'all hey i'm coming hunt you down in batesville with that hat on okay <laughs> just letting you know all right you got four takes <laughs> of fuel hats too no no uh, four takes of fuel hats no right. hats yet but hey uh, listen yeah. you could take that four takes of fuel sticker and stick that thing on the hat <laughs> there you go one of one custom edition so yes right, racing edition there you go <laughs> So, all right, have a great one, Colin. Have a good night, buddy. Good luck this weekend, and y'all have safe travels. Thank y'all. Y'all too. Go to hell. I hope. like i really feel like all the juniors we've had have been so mature like it's been crazy like this sport has so many great minds at such a young age in it right now and it is it is awesome to see that i'm telling you dude they're absorbing pr practice from the time they lay eyes on the drivers they're watching and i like racing's big on that that's one thing that you know i i can um i can respect from from colin's dad Little James and Big James, his grandfather, um, for instilling all the right values in Colin. You know, you yeah. see Colin at the racetrack and, you know, he's not out socializing all the time. You know, when when things need to be when when things when things need to be done or, you know, he needs to go look at the racetrack. You you can bet your bottom dollar that he's out there yeah. in his straw hat out there looking at the track, walking the track, learning, you know, from like his I dad, said. his grandfather and, and you know, his uh, his team owner west of the ball. Yeah, he's calculated. I, mean, I I had one conversation with him last year to Kitiana uh, with Jacob, and I mean for his age, I mean he is extremely beyond it for sure. So there, there's one way to to describe Colin and, and the juniors that we've had on. There, there's just one way to describe them, and, and that is locked in. Mm-hmm. They are locked into what they're doing. They they are locked in and focused on the grind and putting in the yep. work and getting everything that needs to be done completed and, and really focus towards that end goal. And you can see that difference between those who are and those who aren't. And that's what separates drivers to riders. Yep. For sure. There you go. But Keep sleeping, breathe. That's what you got to do. Yep. I mean, that's what we all did. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, I think we can all agree, you know, we, there was a dip in that for a while. Um, but to see that the juniors are back on the right path, you yeah. know, proves it's laying the right foundation for the, the next pipeline to come into the sport. Yeah. I was going to say, I see a lot of, cause I was, I was only in juniors with y'all before I got taken out. And, you know, a lot of the way that we thought and we drove how addicted we were. I mean, I remember how, dude, I was, I'll speak for myself at least I was straight up addicted, but I remember every other guy in our class locally and that we traveled with was addicted to this sport. And oh yeah, 
I agree. Like you kind of saw it dip off. Like when I would come around every now and then to watch races, but some of these guys that we're interviewing, like just the way that they view racing is extremely encouraging. So it's exciting. Yeah, without a doubt. But we are kind of going to the engine side of things next week with uh, Mr. Paul Crafton from Go Power Sports. Um, be a first engine side of a podcast. We've had chassis builders, tire guys, drivers, of course. Uh, we've had track promoters. We've had, you know, just everybody. But we haven't touched the engine side of things. So we're excited to get that point of view on uh, <clears throat> on that. And they are kind of they're kind of slowly integrating into the sport. They, I think they made their debut uh, a couple years ago and uh, we're excited to hear, you know, the progress and how things are going. So guys, we had a, we had an end goal that we came up with, I think in May to hit 10,000 listens before the end of the year, 10,000 listens for a calendar year. And we have since crushed that goal and we have hit 15,000 listens in a calendar year. And we, Still have I don't know seven eight weeks left of the of the calendar year, so I I mean at the rate at the rate we're growing we doubled um, we over we over doubled our goal, so and over that's all because double. of you guys. Just want to give a big thanks to everybody that listens and and follows and and you know we appreciate everybody that that just takes the time out of their day to listen to us on our podcast and follow us on Facebook share our posts we really appreciate every single one of y'all. We appreciate you guys for listening and we are so thankful for all the support and uh, make sure you follow, like subscribe, anything that you, we have on socials, you know, Facebook, TikTok, um, Instagram, uh, you know, on any kind of, any kind of whatever platform you listen to, whether it's Spotify, Amazon, um, Apple podcasts, anchor anywhere, make sure you follow us and uh, subscribe and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Later guys. Bye guys.